a lot of people keep track of where, how the pack is doing and where the pack is. And I think there are two main packs in Yellowstone. Yeah. They, I think that the people who really follow the wolves probably know the names and the tag numbers of some of the wolves and. There's a six pack and a 12 pack <laughs> and they're looking for the 18 pack. <laughs> always. You it's want always a family pack. <laughs> Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 15 of season two, and we're calling this The Pictures We Hope to Get. Hello, my name's Winnie, and that was my husband, Bill. We are the owners of Quiet Shutter Fine Art and Photography. The way we like to do our podcast is we will post nine photos to our Instagram account, which is Quiet Shutter Photo, and we will talk about the pictures, what went into the picture, what's the backstory. Uh, maybe how we took the picture, all of the details, whatever comes up. So you can follow along as you're listening, or you can check the pictures out later in case you're driving. Don't do it when you're driving. <laughs> Before we get going, I want to thank Anchor Podcasting Platform. It is the platform that we use to record our podcast. You can access it from the internet or an app on your smartphone. It's free. It's pretty easy. If we can do it. We can do it. You can certainly do it. Also, we want to thank our son, Andy, Outdoor Andy TV on Instagram and Twitch for hooking us up with a good sound system. Thanks, Andy. So today we're going to talk about pictures that we hope to get. We have an exciting trip out to Montana planned to go and visit our daughter and Arlo. Arlo. And Cole. And our other Yellowstone, love, Yellowstone. Yellowstone National Park <laughs> happens to be in the neighborhood. Happens to be in the neighborhood. So half, not half, part of a, a vacation um, or a trip is part of the fun is the anticipation of it. Thinking about it ahead of time, waiting for the trip to happen, planning what you're going to bring, planning what you want to do while you're there. And for us, planning what photos we hope to get. Right, Bill? Right. So today is going to be all about that. It's going to be about the photos we hope to get while we're in Montana and Wyoming. And um, maybe in a podcast yet to come, we'll show you how we did. I hope so. I hope so. So we're going to start today with a quote. I thought this quote was appropriate for our topic today. And it's a quote from a famous American um, photographer whose name is Imogene Cunningham. She's long since um, passed on, but her, um, her body of work lives on. And her quote is, which one of my photographs is my favorite? Well, the one I'm going to take tomorrow. That's mm -hmm. true for us I'm, too. I'm with you. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a very good one. So, um, Let's pop up to our first picture here, Bill. And All right. 
And you can tell me what it is, and I'll tell you why I posted it. Oh, yes. Well, this is Old Faithful. This is a picture of the famous geyser in uh, the southern part of Yellowstone National Park. Everybody should see it at least once. And maybe only once. <laughs> the very first time we saw Old Faithful in Yellowstone National Park was the very first time we were there. And it was the first thing we saw, really. Yeah. Because our daughter, Lauren, had worked at Yellowstone for a whole summer. And we she convinced us to drive out there to retrieve her. And so where we met up with her was at Old Faithful Geyser. Now, probably everybody has seen Old Faithful on, you know, on a nature program on television or um, so I guess I had a vision in my mind of what it would be. And how about you, Bill? Did you have a preconceived idea? Yeah. Yeah. And did it, it live up to your idea or was it yeah. different then? Yes and no. Yeah, it it was really quite impressive. I guess the most impressive thing about it that I thought was the fact that it is so consistent and it erupts almost every hour it's like every 90 minutes i think yeah is what they it's say. pretty crazy and there's usually a the rangers keep a little chalkboard or something out there that they fill in next next eruption will be at x time yeah and they're pretty close usually yeah. Yep. yeah so what surprised me the geyser and everything was just as i suspected it you know the steam starts spewing up through the hole and water starts to erupt a little bit and then when it gets to its crescendo it's huge it goes i don't know remember how many feet up into the sky but it it is amazing yeah it uh it does it gets up uh you know probably four or five stories you know it's 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 up there pretty good yeah it's it's spectacular but i'll tell you what surprised me about old faithful was i didn't expect the giant football sized parking lots yeah I didn't expect a two-lane highway to, to get, get into to the place. And I didn't expect, and I should have, I just never gave it any thought. I just thought, you know, it's kind of in the wilderness and you find the geyser and there might be a, you know, a national park lodge there, which there is. Right. But I did not expect thousand tourists to be there as well. Right. We were not alone by any means. Right. And the first time we were there, it was in August, end of August, toward the end of August, or Actually, maybe around this time. Just about this time, yeah. And there was so many people and so much traffic. And I was so nervous about trying to find Lauren. I was so excited. That was her first summer she spent far away from us. So we were very anxious to see her. Yep. And um, I was, I guess I was a little anxious about how many people were there. (laughs) So after we saw the geyser and then we um, teamed up with her and her friend and we went and explored the park in other places. And I said at the time, if I never see Old Faithful again, it's fine with me. Not because I don't want to see the geyser. It's just, I didn't want to have to fight that crowd and the traffic and the, however, how many times have we been there now? Mm, Four or five. Yeah. We've been there more times and other times of the year is a little more pleasant for sure. We've been in there late fall and early spring and both, I mean, there's always people there, but not nearly the crowd there is this time of year. Yeah. When Lauren and Cole got married, Andy and his wife, Sarah, were went out with us, of course. And um, after the wedding, days after the wedding, we did a, a little one day tour through Yellowstone and we went to Old Faithful. Sarah thought she may have been there as a child, but she didn't necessarily remember. 
And so we went and watched Old Faithful. Um, but do you remember Andy? And now our son Andy is um, 29 years old. He he shaves his head right. You know, he shaves his hair right off, but he has a beard, nice thick red beard. And I think he looks older than he really is. Yeah, he does. So he brought his, he had a tripod. He wanted to live stream it. So he was setting up his phone to do a live stream. He also had a camera and he was getting all set up. And there was a family with two little boys that came and sat down next to him. Do you remember that, Bill? Yeah. Yep. They were, they were yeah. very they, interested in all of Andy's technology. They were probably about 10 years old, something like that. And they were asking Andy all kinds of questions about what he was setting up and what he was doing. Right. And then we watched Old Faithful go off. And then the one little boy looks over at Andy and said, well, did you enjoy the explosion, sir? Yeah. <laughs> the explosion or the eruption? Oh, the eruption. Did you enjoy the eruption, sir? Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And it was so cute to see Andy being so nice to them. This is a pretty nice picture. This is Old Faithful as it's going off. Beautiful blue sky in the background. I don't know why the sky seems bluer in Montana and Wyoming. but um, I don't know either other than it's, there's not as much humidity there, so it tends to be a it. lot clearer skies. And, unless so. there's forest fires going on, which right now apparently it's really yucky there. So Right. I, they did get some rain in the last couple of days that has That'll knocked help. down some of the smoke, but... Bill, do you have this picture up in front of you? Mm -hmm. So if you, I never noticed this before. If you zoom into the very tip of the eruption, mm -hmm. look at how good this picture is. You could see little droplets. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good picture. I wonder which one of us took this picture. Probably you. You never know. Anyways, yeah, you can actually see like a cone and then like a sprinkler, like a you can water fountain coming above and that. The yeah. Droplets and yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Very cool. It's a cool picture, but you know, it's a picture that anybody who's ever been to Old Faithful probably has this exact same picture. Yeah. Well, okay. the thing is, what we want to do is go back at night. Right. So this, this is the picture we hope we could get. Yeah. We would like to go at night. And what do you, what's your vision? What kind of a night picture would you like to get? Bill? I would like to get a, the sky full of stars. Do you want to do um, like one of the complete circle of star trails? That'd yeah, cool. that, I guess that would be one, but we could, I would like to have uh, one camera set up to just do some, like some time delay and then maybe a star trail as well. Maybe do two different things while we're there. So the Star Trail is a time delay of about an hour. Right. That's what that would take. Right. So that would be cool because it wouldn't matter what time Old Faithful was going to erupt. You would set Correct. your camera up and it could just patiently wait for as it's taking a night picture and taking the stars. And as the as the Earth turns, it creates these star trails. So it would make a star trail of circles behind Old Faithful. That's my vision anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Or just like you said, some... Some long exposure. Yeah. If the Milky Way happened to be in the same space, then you could get a Milky Way shot with the Old a Milky Way shot with Old Faithful. I wonder what Old Faithful will look like with a with a long exposure because it'll blur all of that. Whereas in this picture, we caught a moment. So that's why right. we have all that spray and right. droplets. It'd smooth it out. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what it does. It'd be fun to play with. Yep. 
So in this picture, there's actually, you can't see it in this picture, but directly behind Old Bayville in this picture, about 50 yards beyond there is a hiking trail that goes to some other geysers that are in the area. And I was thinking maybe you could set up on that trail and shoot that direction, or I don't know which direction would be good. I, you know, I think we need need a compass. We probably have compasses on our phones. Yeah. But um, in order to take um, the star trails that does the complete circle, there's a certain direction you need to face. face. I don't know what direction that is. I can't remember. You're certain that there's a certain direction? No, though. there is. I'm sure there is. There is, because if you take it from a different direction, it won't do the circles. It'll do something different. Um, but so we got to do a little research before we go. I don't know if we'll get a chance to do night photography at Old Faithful this time, but um, we got to be prepared. We got to do a little research. Yep. The other picture that I would love to get at Old Faithful is with bison walking in front of it. Occasionally, so at Old Faithful, there's a wooden boardwalk that they've made, and nobody, no person is allowed to go beyond that boardwalk. They have benches and stuff so you can sit there and watch. But the ground around the geysers is very fragile. And you could break through into hot boiling yeah. water or just, you know, just ruin the 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 fragile ecosystem there. So but I always find it funny that occasionally you'll get a herd of bison that just say just wander through there yeah you can't tell me where to go yep it'd be so cool to get a picture of bison in front it would. of the, it would the geyser bison are so i mean first of all they're so big and they're so prehistoric but i bet you they could stand there the geyser go off and they don't even look at it <laughs> no i doubt they do unless just, they get splashed or something they're but, just looking for a piece of grass yeah, to eat <laughs> they're not gonna find any there but they yeah. do wander through there quite often because you can see their tracks and their scat everywhere there so right so they're definitely there yeah so we'll have to think this through and and plan see what lauren and cole's plans are but if we were to go to old faithful those are the pictures we hope to get yeah yeah plus i do like the lodge and there's a nice little ice cream store in there <laughs> true that is worth going to that is worth it so, All right, let's go to our next photo. All righty. Bighorn sheep. This is a bighorn sheep. Do you remember when we got this picture? Yeah, this was... Was uh, it spring or fall? Because no, there's fall. a little snow on the ground. It was fall. It was October. Okay. Last October, right. I believe. I can check. Yep. You are right. Um, we were in Yellowstone. Driving, I wouldn't. We were not quite in the Lamar Valley yet. Nope, we were trying. We were on our way there, and um, I looked out to my right, and there was this one lone bighorn sheep coming up through this like open field area with that had a lot of sagebrush in it, and yep. all by himself. Yep. So I think that the bighorn sheep rut is in November, so it wasn't quite rut time but i think the males start you know looking for looking for their looking women for mates yeah <laughs> yeah the picture i would love to get if we were going in november is to see the bighorn male the male bighorn sheep fighting during the rut because they that's when you see them with those big curled horns 
smashing heads together and yep i've never seen it in real life i haven't either but it would be really cool to to witness that's yeah i would love to see that i you know the bighorn sheep out west are not necessarily that uncommon but every time i see them i get really excited yeah there's all they're always impressive they blend into the this their uh, surroundings yeah. so much that um they can, you know, sometimes you'll spot them and go, wow, I would have never known those are there. I, they're a little shorter than I thought they were. Yeah, they're not a very big animals, but their horns definitely are. The horns uh, are impressive. so cool. They're impressive. And we've been out there in the fall as it's starting to get to be their rut time. And they they smell by sort of lifting, peeling their lips back and smelling through their mouth. Yeah. We've had pictures of them doing that. Yeah, it's kind of funny to watch when they're doing that. But more than the bighorn sheep, what I would love to get a picture of this time, which one thing that we're always looking for is the mountain goats. Yes. Which you goats. like to call. Yeah, I always call them the, the white sheep. Yeah, but they're really and mountain goats. And then you say, goats. they're goats. Right. <laughs> Every time we have that conversation. <laughs> But the mountain goats are whiter. They have little spiky horns. Yeah. They live in high elevation. Higher than the sheep. Do. Higher than the sheep. Yeah. They often can be found like right on what you would think was a cliff, like a sheared cliff. But they, in their little go-go boots, they, they just figure out a way to hang out on the cliffside and wander around. I don't know how they yeah. do it. But. And they jump. From one little tiny ledge to another one, you think, oh, he's going down, but nope. We have seen um, mountain goats in Yellowstone twice, right? Yeah. Once it was just a baby that we we were looking for. Um, There was a crowd that was looking for a bear along the riverside, and we stopped to see if they were seeing anything. And we just happened to look on the opposite side of the road, which was sort of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Face. And it was just laying up there. There was a, like a baby yeah. curled up, kind of hidden away behind some sagebrush. Yep. And so that was that was cool. And, you know, that was one of our early trips. I don't even think we realized how rare it was to see that. We did take pictures, but I, it was getting dark. Yeah, there wasn't much light. We didn't get any good pictures of that one. And then the second time we saw some when we first rented our big lens, which we've talked about many times. Um, and we got pictures of the mountain goat with our with the 150 to 600 millimeter zoom lens, which we love, but it was brand new to us. And I don't think that we yet understood all of the. All the bells and whistles that we needed to know. Right. How to use it properly. Right. Well, with every lens, you figure out this is the sweet spot for this lens. This is the right F stop for this you know, focal length, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And light and everything else. Yeah. yeah. So we got some pictures and they weren't even bad pictures, but if we had the opportunity again, just we're just, think we're we just waiting get. for that now. Yeah. So that's definitely on our bucket list yeah. of pictures we hope to get. Yep. All right. Let's go to our next photo, Bill. All right. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. He looks like a super genius. We see coyotes in the park fairly regularly. We do. And I I get excited about it. I They're I they're pretty impressive hunters. And usually in in Yellowstone there um there's lots of rodents and ground squirrels and stuff so they're always seem really healthy. 
and have beautiful fur. Yep. And uh, they're not in Yellowstone. They seem to be pretty used to cars. And so they're not too skittish. I mean, in northern Michigan, if you drive by a coyote on the side of the road, it usually skedaddles really fast. Yeah, they're they're a they're a pretty shy animal to begin with. But uh, the ones in Yellowstone are just really used to being around people. So they just they're not as skittish as you would see other places. What I'd like to see, uh, what I'd like to get a picture of is a coyote as it's catching, um, you know, a squirrel or a mouse or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my bucket list post picture for a coyote. But I posted a couple of coyote pictures here today. I think if you go to the next one, too. This is a coyote, right? Yep. We thought it was a wolf, but it really is a coyote. Um this was down in the Tetons. Yep. And there was a farmer's field that had these black cows. Yep. And there was this coyote, like as if he was this cow's buddy. Middle of the day. He was just out hunting. Yeah, or, or like. Probably ground squirrels is what he was hunting Well, I'm for, sure that's but, what he was doing. But in this picture, he almost looks like he's the cow's bodyguard. Yep. <laughs> it's like, Don't come closer to Bessie. Yes. <laughs> Stay away from Bessie. I'm watching you. Yep. <laughs> now that I'm looking, that's not a Bessie, but Uh-oh. yeah. It's a male. It's a male. Huh. My I, friend Bart. Stay away from Bart. Stay away from Bart. He's my buddy. Bart. You know, probably this coyote is not as close to the cow as it appears in the photo. When you use a, a long zoom lens, and this was all the way extended to 600 millimeters, it sort of co- compresses things in the picture. Right, right. So pretty good chance that coyote was 100 feet away from the cow. Right. But in the picture, it looks like they're complete buddies. But we watched this coyote for quite a while, and the cows didn't care that it was there. I at was all. so surprised. The cows could have cared less that yeah, he was in there. I, I kept waiting for them to try and chase him off or be scared of him somehow, but they didn't. Yeah, we thought maybe we'd get a fun action picture right. of. Yeah, yeah nothing. nothing. They seemed like they, they were very care. used to him. Yep. But the reason I posted this one is what I really want to see and get a photograph is a wolf. I'd like to get a really good wolf picture. Yeah, we don't have good wolf pictures, that's for sure. We have seen wolves in Yellowstone and in the Tetons. Yep. One of the best wolves we ever saw was before we had our good lens, too, and we were really close to one just outside of um, Mammoth. You know what? We didn't even have a good camera with us then. Right. We had... Just a little point and shoot, I think. I'm No, I think... Andy was with us that time. So we must have had one of our first DSLRs. Yeah. But just with the standard lens on it. So yeah, it like wasn't that great. But yeah. 50 millimeter, yeah. The wolf was sitting on top of a rock right on the side of the road. Yeah. So it was a little bit higher than our car. Big black wolf. It was almost dark, if I remember right. It was. It was getting very dark. Yeah. And uh, so we pulled over. We were one of the first ones to pull over. And then, of course, a lot of people pulled over. Yeah. And we were so excited and we were such newbies to Yellowstone that we had our window down. We were talking to each other and we were squealing because we were so excited. And man, were people annoyed with us, right? They were. (laughs) I know better now. Yeah. Back then we're going, lighten up, people. Yeah. Well, there are very serious wolf hunters. I say wolf hunters in Yellowstone. Yeah. They're hunting because they want to. Hunting s- to find them for whatever reason, either take pictures or research or. Yeah, a lot of people keep track of where, how the pack is doing and where the pack is. And I think there are two main packs in Yellowstone. Yeah. 
they I think that the people who really follow the wolves probably know the names and the tag numbers of some of the wolves and there's a six pack and a twelve pack. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, they're looking for the eighteen pack. <laughs> always you it's want always the a family pack. <laughs> uh we have seen wolves from a distance. Um oh, do you remember the other time we were in the Lamar Valley and two wolves just ran in front of the car? Those were like half grown wolves, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, nobody else around. Nope, they just were. And it was a flash, a moment in time. We couldn't have even gotten a camera out. Right. No, it happened like, oh, that, oh. Was that what we just, it was. did I see what I thought I saw? Gone. Yeah, because they were running, they ran across the road in front of us, but they were in a, it was a wide open field, but there was just enough sagebrush there that they would just dart in and out of it. And you didn't, you just didn't see them. They just right. disappeared. And again, I think it was starting to get late afternoon so it was getting yeah. darker yeah and then we had a wolf when we were down in the tetons one time we were pulled over and I, I don't remember what we were looking at but then all of a sudden way off in the field you could see this dog looking thing coming toward us it was dark i mean the, it was black it was a black wolf yeah not a full-grown wolf yeah and there was another van that was also parked where we were and they were standing watching too and it was a, a half-grown wolf, and it ran right up to where we were parked, and it went right over by the people who were standing by their van, kind of ran in between us. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was by bizarre. Monroe and Tetons. Yeah, that was bizarre. No picture that time nope. either. Nope. And again, I think that may have been a little bit later in the day. That must be the time that they... Probably. Dusk is yeah. when they're hunting, yeah. And they hunt all night, so, yeah. And then we we saw a huge pack of wolves one time way far off in the Hayden Valley of Yellowstone. Yeah, that was a big pack. Like 30? Yeah. Yeah, but they were so far off. They were just specks. You, know, you and I had to take turns looking through our big lens, but it was, we did take pictures, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was just like, okay, yep. Yep, that's definitely a wolf four miles away. Yeah, not worthy. Of, not worthy of keeping that picture. Yeah. But, you know, document that. That you saw. Song. Evidence you saw it. Yeah. So yeah. a good picture of wolves would be sweet to get. Yeah, it would. And then it would be fun for me to even paint the picture. After that would that be. Would be. You haven't awesome. painted a wolf before. That would be cool. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Something, to, something interesting. All right, let's go to our next picture. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a mill that's a that's a bull elk. That's what that is right there. That is, yeah, but not a very old one, right? No, he's probably a two year old. Just yeah. starting to get a decent set of horns. This we often see elk in this area when you first enter from the west entrance to Yellowstone. And so um, we usually get to stop and take some pictures of the elk. Um, were we there last year during the rut? Yeah, I think the rut was still on for elk in yeah, it was end towards of September. The end of it, but yeah, I would love to be there sometime at the height of the elk rut because the elk let out this bugle when they're in in rut. That's just almost bone chilling, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, especially early in the morning if it's a little cool, which it usually is. It seems the sound travels a long ways, and it's uh, it's it's a it's a definite sound that only an elk make, 
And uh, it's always kind of impressive. Maybe I can find um, an, a sample sound of an elk bugle and insert it into our podcast. But I know the first time I ever heard an elk bugle, it was spooky. <laughs> Definitely spooky. Yeah, when our kids were young, we used to go uh, out in the state forest, not too far from here, and uh, there are elk in there, and we would go out, out at night. So it was really spooky to hear it at, at night when you, you could not see where it was coming from either. And back in the day, Bill could call an elk in. You could make an elk sound with your own voice. Yep. And I've heard you try to do it in years since, and... Usually you get about halfway through a bugle and you start coughing. Yeah, it's like I got elk cancer or something and I start choking. <laughs> elk, elk cancer. That's the worst. <laughs> Your horns fall off and you make weird noises. Oh, boy. So we're going to be there just a little too soon for the elk rut this year, but I would love to get a picture of some bull elk. We have had pictures of bull elk fighting, but I would love to see the height of the elk the elk rut season. And yeah, they may still have a little velvet on their horns. Maybe we'll find some with some velvet hanging off of their horns oh, or something. Oh, there's the picture I want. So there's the picture. You didn't even know you wanted that one. I want it now. Now. We got to go find it. I want it now. An there's... elk with velvet hanging off of its antlers. That's what I want. And some steam coming out of its nostril. You look at this picture. Is that an elk in the background? Too? It is. It's a, it was a cow. Kind of hiding back yeah, there. There was a half a dozen cows and this was a young bull that was trying to steal cows from another bigger bull is what yeah, he was doing. But that. Um, probably didn't end well for him. <laughs> oh, goodness. Look but at a guy them. can dream. A guy can dream. Oh. Look at this next picture. This is the picture uh, I never wanted to get in Yellowstone. Yeah. This was at, um, oh, what do you call that area? Grand Prismatic. Grand Prismatic, yeah. This was at the Grand Prismatic. So the Grand Prismatic is this, what do you call that? There's hot springs. It's a huge pool of water with uh, the colors of the rainbow, basically, that comes up out of the uh, the different types of um, bacteria, bacteria that grow around the rim of this um, hot spring. I think I, is you what may have seen pictures of it if yeah, you haven't been there yourself. They're bright, beautiful, bright, rainbow beautiful colors. pictures. Yeah. yeah. So you can pull in at Grand Prismatic and park and walk wooden boardwalks that take you around the hot springs. Um, a lot of times, if it's cool at all, there's so much steam from the hot springs that you it's hard to see even. Right. Um, if you ever go, I would highly recommend driving just past the parking lots for the hot springs. There's another parking lot and there's a hike that takes you a little bit higher elevation so that you can look down at the hot springs from above and you really get a better look at what it you looks do. like. You it's, do. It's further away, but you better, you really do get a better look of uh, what the what the overall um, hot springs looks like. Right. So this picture was taken of these snakes at the Grand Prismatic Spring. Um, it was springtime. And um, we were on a wooden boardwalk, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> 
And these snakes were down below. How many snakes do you think are in this picture? I see too many. To, one, two, three, four. How many? Oh, we're not seeing the heads, heads of them. There's at least five. 20 snakes there. Um, oh, it's just, it's like a big, massive ball of snakes. Yeah. So what do you think's going on here? Orgy. Is that what you think it is? Because that's what yeah. I think it is too. Yeah, that's what they do. So is there one female and a lot of males or? Possibly. Oh my gosh. There's yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And yeah, there's a lot of snakes here. It's so good. Do you have any idea what kind of snakes Those these are? Those are actually garter snakes is what they are. But They're just gardener snakes? Yeah, garden snakes? but they're, yeah. Are there, is it called gardener garter, snakes? Garter, garter, like garters on your socks. Okay, garters. Yeah. I'm zooming in. Oh, oh, creeps me out. Don't um, get too close. So the they're big mass, you. the really close up big mass part. I see one, two three, four, five snake heads just in this spot. Do you see the one coming up? I know, the... that's the cutest yeah. one. He's like Don't forget me. being squeezed out by all the yeah. other snakes and his head is pointing straight up and his eyes are bugging out and he's got his ugly little tongue sticking out. Yeah. Oh my God, this was so gross. I think I even took a little video on my phone of this at one point. Yeah. We don't need to see this. <laughs> Uh, this is a picture that's not on my bucket list, never was on my bucket list. Um, and I hope we don't see that. I hope we don't see this this time. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see? What? Is a bear find this. Would, do you think bears eat snakes? And no, but they would pick them up and they would throw it through the air. Okay. That's the picture I'm Oh, on. you're having a real fantasy. Yeah, the bear's going. What kind of bear is no. it going to be? Oh, a a ginger colored grizzly, probably. A ginger grizzly. He's going to yeah. pick up this whole ball of snakes. Yeah, and just throw it into the Is he going to like whip it around like a lasso? Into the boiling pot. Never to be seen oh, again. I love this. I just found another snake head that I didn't see before. You <sighs> see up here by the this piece of straw that's coming across them? Okay. Oh, you, yeah. I you see, see him? I see, see his him. eye? Yep. Oh, there's so many snakes in this yeah. picture. Oh, you're going to want to see this one. <laughs> yeah you're gonna want to see it and then you're gonna say why did i look at this but you will gross <laughs> just because when the bear starts to throw them around somebody's got to take pictures i'm of anxious them. to see the cinnamon grizzly lasso style throw the snakes into the grand it would Prismatic. be the rare photo that would be a photo yeah. <laughs> all right let's, let's move get on. away from the snakes let's move on to a better picture the next picture is... A much better picture than a den of snakes. Yeah, this was taken... Was that this spring that was taken? I'm not sure if this is from this spring or previous spring, but it's definitely spring because it's a picture of a mama bison with a baby bison, which people call red dogs because when they're born, they're... You can see in the that picture when you get the orange red fur, yeah, cuties. And this is... You can tell this is a very young red dog because if you look closely there's still umbilical cord hanging from his yep. undercarriage yep that's not an antenna <laughs> and he's nursing his mom so it's very sweet yeah even though bison, there's not much you can say is sweet about a bison they're big bully looking things just their babies but look at how kind of mangy the mom looks because having just gotten through winter she's a little rough 
Yeah, sort of shedding her thick fur for yeah. this time of year. The bison are in excellent condition. Yeah, usually they're really sleek. Yes, they're they're prime right now. And guess what? It's rut it's season. Rut season. Time to make more babies right now. Right. So this is the picture that I would like to get on this trip is pictures of the bull bisons. Do you call them bulls? Yep. Um, fighting and sparring because they're fighting for their... Um, do they choose one mate or do they have a harem like the elk do? I think they have harems, actually. So they fight off all the cha- all of the other male bison yeah, that are trying as to they can. hone in on their girls. Yep. We've been there when the first time we were in Yellowstone, the bison were in rut. And uh, so we sat for an evening and just along with a hundred other tourists in their cars and watched bison in a field that were fighting and trying to mate. At that point in time, the females were not yet really that receptive. No, but the boys were fighting over them anyways. Oh, and they get snarly and they get snot and spit dripping well, and all spraying co- all over. All kinds of wound up about that. Oh, yeah. they get so wound up. They roll around in the ground and they snort and they fight and they it's noises you wouldn't even know were possible the noise they make so yeah. many grunts and growls and yeah yeah so i'm kind of excited i hope what kinds of good stuff i hope we get to see some good bison rut action yeah and that's not even a pipe dream i think that's that can happen easy enough yeah it's a matter of when you're there yeah i think we're Aiden valley here we come yeah, was now was it the Hayden Valley we saw such? Yeah, I think Hayden Valley. That's where we. That's where we first saw them. Yeah, that area when you turn from you go in the west entrance and then you turn and go um north towards Mammoth. There's some open fields in that area, I think too. That, right, right. Where they sort of all gather and yep, let the games begin. Yep. <laughs> So let's go on to our next picture. So this is a picture of a black bear. And this is from our last trip out there. Um, we, this is, um, we've talked about this bear before. We saw a bear jam, which means a bunch of cars that are pulled over on the side of the road. Um, and we knew that there must be a bear or something special. So we got out of the car and we walked towards the crowd. And off the highway was kind of down into a little valley. And there was this bear. Well, someone told us, I said, what's everyone seeing? And he said, oh, just a little black bear. But this was no little black bear. No, it's a black bear, but it's not a little black bear. He's a good size black bear. He's a big bear. Yeah. And he meandered around there and we were able to get lots of pictures of him. This might not be the best picture we got of him, but I love his little light brown muzzle there and then how black the rest of him is. Yeah, I'd like to get some more pair pictures of bears. I've um, we haven't got a lot of pictures of bears. Right, so that's on my bucket list or my hope for picture. I'd love to see yeah. a bear this trip. Yeah. I would love to see a grizzly bear. I would love to see a ginger grizzly bear that picks up a ball of snakes and whips them around and throws well, them into. Stay <laughs> tuned. I'll let you know when I spot it. It could happen. It could happen. Not never. Anyways, bear pictures, definitely always on our list of of photos we'd like to get. Yes. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. Now, this time of year, 
What time of year do you think they go into hibernation usually? In November? End of November? Probably there, probably late October. For, probably depends on how the, how cold it gets. So we so they should be beefed up right now. Oh, yeah. They should yep. have put on a lot of weight this yep, summer. and, and there's be lots ready of berries and stuff now, so they're eating lots all that of kind of food. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would be excited to see a bear. That's yep. That's on my hope for list. Right. I, you know... A more realistic picture that I could hope for for the bear than the whole grand prismatic scene <laughs> is I would like to get a picture of a bear in a tree. Yeah, we have not gotten a picture of a bear in a tree. We have gotten a picture of a bear in a tree at Oswald's Bear Ranch that doesn't count. in the UP. <laughs> Somehow that doesn't count. No. A wild bear in the wild. Maybe. A tourist in a tree with a bear at the base of the that tree. That would be an exciting that picture, too. One. Not so exciting for the tourist, mind you. Eh. I've heard of it happening, though. Uh, I'm sure it has. Right. Yeah. Right. We, how many times, maybe once we've come across a bear where we were the first ones to see it? Maybe twice? Maybe. I know the one time it was kind of down in a valley and we were... We stopped on the road, but it was a very dangerous place for us to stop. Yeah, that's usually where we run across them when they're in a, like a blind curve down a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible places to stop. Yeah. So you usually have to like keep going and then turn around and try to come back. And by the time you come back, there's a million other people there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's tricky. Yep. But but it can happen. That's, uh, that's part of wandering around in Yellowstone. Yeah. The, I think the the best way to get the good pictures in Yellowstone is if you um, get up early, 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 and you're the first ones here in the morning. Take a honey pot with you. Take a honey pot. Yeah. Give it to a tourist. <laughs> Just stand back and see what happens. <laughs> hey, sir, would you mind holding this for would me? Would you for step a in this puddle of honey for me, please? <laughs> now go stand in those blackberries. <laughs> Someone will be, be over to talk to you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. This is our last so, picture in our. Oh, yes. In our Hello, list Arlo. of pictures we hope to get. And I know that we will get. This is a picture of our daughter, Lauren, and our grandson, Arlo, who will be turning six months old while we were while we are visiting. And so, of course, uh, the very top of our list of hope for pictures are probably. 1,000 pictures of Arlo. Yes. (laughs) He's getting very cute from the videos and pictures that Lauren has sent us. He's now, he's starting to sit up and he's laughing and giggling and squealing and interacting. And we're so excited to get there. Yeah. Yep. What kind of a picture of Arlo are you hoping to get, Bill? Um, I don't know. Just smiling, I guess. Yeah, definitely. He has such a good smile. Yeah. So I can't wait to go on our trip. Almost there. Almost Almost there. there. So we promised at season two that we would leave you with a feel good story at the end of every podcast. And the story I have today is actually a story that Lauren told me about her time when she um, went to Yellowstone National Park and worked at the park for a summer. This was her first summer that she ventured far from home to work away. She ended up doing it in a number of different places, but this was her first time away working. 
and she worked at the Lake Yellowstone Hotel, which is a grand old Victorian hotel that sits on Lake Yellowstone in the southern part of Yellowstone National Park. Um, we have been in the hotel. We have tried a couple of times to go there and have a meal. One time we got hung up in traffic because there was a, a traffic, an accident. And by the time we got there, they were done serving. And then the next time we were in the park that we thought we might be able to go eat there, it was COVID. And yeah. so all of the restaurants were shut down. So we're, we're still trying. That's still on our list, right? To we, eat a meal. We at, should probably still try and do that. Yeah. Maybe we can do that this time. We'll see. Maybe. Um, so I remember Lauren telling me a story about um, she worked as a server in the restaurant of the hotel. And she said one day she served um, an older, an elderly gentleman who was sitting at a table by himself. And um, so being a good server, she served him and she um, tried to strike up a little bit of small talk with him. And um, have you seen any animals in the park today? What are you doing? What do you like to do in the park? That kind of thing. And he said that um, he had lost his wife a couple of years before this. But when when his wife was alive and through their whole marriage, every year they would make a trip to Yellowstone National Park and camp and they just loved it and they had so much fun. And so, um, boy, I, I'm going to talk myself into crying. even. So he was reliving the memories. That him he said and he wife. continued to do it, even though yeah. she was gone. He did it. And it that was the place where he felt closest to his deceased wife. So. Is that a feel-good story? Sure. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm almost crying. <laughs> yeah, he he really obviously enjoyed his wife and his time with her and and always wanted to go back and celebrate her life. I know. When Lauren told me this story over the phone, I could hardly respond to her because I was almost sobbing. And she said, how do you think I felt? I was practically sobbing trying to do my job. So then she quickly told me another story about the group of... uh lesbian biker girls that came in and invited her to go for a ride with them, which I think she declined, <laughs> <laughs> but that did lift, that did lift the mood a little bit. Yeah. Lightened so, it up a bit. Lightened it up. So perhaps our next podcast, we will have some pictures and video footage of a cinnamon grizzly bear. <laughs> with his snake friends. With his snake friends. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks for listening in. Hope you had a great day or have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.